Hello everyone and welcome to the recently returned East Style Classic Countdown. I am the East Style and uh, once again we have the washing machine going and um, if you can't hear me too well that might be why. I don't know why I didn't think to do this before the laundry but oh well. It gets like that some days. Um, Happy New Year to one and all. We hope you are enjoying. We hope you're safe. And depending on where you are, we hope you are warm. Here in central Illinois, uh, I think it's not even 30 degrees out just yet. But one day it will be again. And uh, so we'll just uh, be patient for that. Um... Today, instead of a 70s countdown, we are going to, um, what I like to do every now and then, and I don't think I do often enough, uh, go back to the 60s. So it's this weekend, 67, for the ESCC. Um, the artist at number one, with the number one song, also has the number one album, but the song in particular is not on this album. I'll explain it all here uh, momentarily. Uh, some great and some not so great classic artists here and uh, a couple of people you probably never heard of because I think it was their only hit. Uh, what we in the business I wish I was in describe as a one hit wonder. Um, so we'll cover all that here in a minute. A couple of goodbyes, um, a couple of birthdays to talk about. Um, the names you'll know on the birthdays, but I, you might have to, um, after I describe them, uh, you might know a couple of their tunes better than I do. Um, they're kind of escaping me right now. Maybe I shouldn't do these so early in the morning, <laughs> but I'm always giving them to you later on in the day and I hate doing that because I know that unlike me you've got lives and whatnot to take care of and I want you to do that but I want you to enjoy the ESCC while we have it because next time it leaves it's for good we won't do it again so we're gonna try and keep this going as best we can okay music news what's been going on um, we keep talking about journey um, last week we discussed them, and this week apparently original keyboardist and vocalist Greg Raleigh is uh, supposed to be joining them on what is going to be their 50th anniversary tour, which starts, I believe, next month. Um, which is uh, cool. Raleigh is a great vocalist, and Raleigh was actually doing a little bit of the singing before Steve, you know who, would come along. Um, the bad thing about that, and, well, there's nothing bad about it, actually, but Jonathan Kane is still a member of Journey, according to the research here. He hasn't left the band or anything and is actually supposed to be joining them along with Raleigh on tour. So I wonder how that's going to play out. Um, but Kane and Sean, Neil Sean, 
original guitar guitarist. Uh, I guess still have to iron out some issues, but business, I guess, will still come first. So hooray for a journey. Um, check them out. I almost said at a theater near you or a concert venue, if you will, near you. Uh, speaking of keyboard players, longtime REO keyboardist uh, Neil. Now, who's calling me? Spam call. Okay, never mind. Um, one thing I have to give you, millennials that came up with this stuff, is that now um, they say suspected spam call, which I love because you never know who's trying to get something from you anymore these days, whether you know them or not. So thanks, millennials, for getting that much right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, legendary REO keyboardist, as long as we're talking about keyboardist, uh, Neil Dowdy from REO is, uh, I guess, retiring from touring from the band anyway. That's not to say that he's left the band altogether. Just from touring, apparently. Uh, Dowdy co-founded the band, I believe, uh, here in Central Illinois, in fact. Uh, so that does my heart good to say that, although you know I'm not the biggest REO fan necessarily, but I give them their due. And um, I saw them once in uh, Nashville. I don't know if I've ever talked about that. Them in Chicago. Um, you know, the double bill thing. And Dowdy, of course, was with them then. Dowdy, I believe, is the only person on every REO album that there's ever been. Just like Sean with Journey, the only guitarist they ever had, the only member, I believe, on every album. The only member to go through every phase of Journey. Well, Dowdy, I believe, is the same way. Um... We can't add Gary Richrath to that anymore because he left the band in the late 80s. He died about 10 years ago now, I believe. Uh, and I, in fact, I'm certain that REO has put out at least one or two albums since Richrath left the band. So there's that. But I believe REO is going to, well, they are going to continue on uh, if they are going to tour just without their original keyboardist. <clears throat> so we wish the best to him. Uh, anything else going on here in recent music news? Can't think of nothing. Um, so let's say our goodbyes here. This first one's going to be a, a toughie. Because uh, many of you know, I grew up on Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Fred White, one of the drummers in the band, in the heyday of the band, with That's the Way of the World, still one of the two greatest albums I ever heard in my life, thanks very much, besides Abbey Road. Uh, Fred was on that album, and every album up to like the early 80s, I believe, when he left the band. Um, Fred was a brother of uh, Maurice White whom he rejoins in the hereafter, depending on what you believe or don't believe. Um, Maurice and bassist Verdine, who is uh, still in the band and my first bass hero and still one of my favorites. Um, 
but Maurice and Verdine founded the group like late 60s, early 70s, and Fred would come along later for whatever reason. And um, as I said, was a part of their band's heyday with Shining Star and Reasons and Serpentine Fire and all those great ones. Um, and I know um, personally that a couple of you know their music also and were affected by that. So I'm glad I was the one that was able to tell you. Well, I'm not glad I was able to tell you, but, you know, the fact that you found that out and you shared that with me uh, means everything to me. Earth, Wind & Fire, of course, are still going on with Verdine, with Philip Bailey, and with um, Ralph Johnson, uh, all original members. Well, according to legend, Philip isn't an original member. He came along maybe a year or two after. Um, you get your throat cut if you <laughs> get that right, um, according to some people. But Ralph and Verdine were there from the start and are still a part of it. And uh, I, I personally and, and professionally am glad that they are. Um, another loss was uh, Gangsta Boo from 3-6 Mafia. Is anybody left from that group? I think uh, another one of their members had passed a couple of years ago. 3-6 Mafia, you may remember as the Oscar-winning group behind, uh, oh, what was that song? Uh, I think it's called It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp or something like that. <laughs> um, from the movie Hustle and Flow with uh, Terrence, Terrence Howard and, uh, oh, 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 she escapes me. I want to say Taraji. Um, before they did uh, Empire, they were in Hustle and Flow together. I think they'd done another project together um, before that. But, uh, yeah, Gangsta Boo. I was going to look up her real name, too, and forgot to do it. Oh, well. Um, so goodbye to them. And, 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 you know, they always got a little bit of disrespect for that song because I guess it got played all the time. But, hey, at the end of the day, do we have um, an Oscar sitting on our shelves? Exactly. 3-6 Mafia does, so let's give them that. And, of course, just because something won an Oscar, a Grammy or Emmy or whatever – doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't suck. And I won't say that this sucks because it got released and got attention. And like I said, got the Oscars. So, so um, goodbye to the two of them and happy style birthdays. Kenny Loggins. Haven't heard from that guy in a while. Um, Loggins, you best know with Messina and with his own solo work. Um, Way too many hits to talk about right now. Um, you know Footloose. Of course, uh, the title track from that great movie and soundtrack. I'm guessing it's great. I've never seen it. They remade it a few years back, and I'm guessing that's good also. <laughs> um, but uh, Footloose is Loggins' only number one ever with someone or without. So... That's not too bad a deal. Um, country singer John Rich has a birthday today also. I can't remember. He was in a duo. 
I want to say big and rich, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> big and rich or Bob and rich or something like that. If you know, if you hear this and you know this, um, get back to me, will you? I get, uh, again, I get it's another one I could have looked up, but I just didn't. Um, is it big and rich? Now, that's going to bug me now throughout the time I do this, but I want to say big and rich or John and rich or something like that. Help a brother out. We, <laughs> uh, Rolling, <laughs> Rolling Stone magazine founder Jan Winner was born on this day. Only recently did Jan bow out of um, being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee, which I guess he co-founded when he founded the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, Jan founded the magazine in 67, and I believe is still like the um, not executive producer of it per se, but um, basically they can't make a move on that magazine without his say-so whatever that person may be called. That might be the executive producer. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. Go-Go bassist Kathy Valentine, also born on this day. Kathy, only the second other woman, only the, and the only other female bass player, speaking of the Hall of Fame, to be inducted in such. The first is uh, Tina Weymouth from the Talking Heads. That's not a bad lineup. Being a bass player, you know, I would know these things. Uh, Go-Go's are done-done, I believe, according to Belinda. She's working on a new solo record. <clears throat> and whether they're done for good or hiatus, whatever, who knows? Uh, we'll ju just have to wait and see. Happy birthday, John. I can't even read my own writing. John Andrasic? I guess it is. He's not the lead singer for Five for Fighting. He is Five for Fighting. Like that guy, The Weeknd, the, the brother man in The Weeknd. Because I, I still keep thinking The Weeknd is a group and a group of guys. But I guess it's just him in The Weeknd. And it's just Andrasic, if I'm even pronouncing that right, in Five for Fighting. Um what is that song? It, 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 this is uh, kind of throwing me off too. Um, something about Superman or I'm not Superman or something like that. Yeah, that guy. Um, that's his uh, big hit record. And um, one more, Aloe Black uh, also celebrates a birthday today. He put out something that um, I, I that escapes me right now also because it got played all the time too, just like the Superman song from uh, Five for Fighting. Hello, Black. I can even hear the song as I'm talking to you, but still can't figure out what it is. If you know that one, let me know that too, okay? Same with the Five for Fighting song. I can still hear... Okay, okay, never mind. Uh, this week in 67. I almost forgot what year we were doing. Uh, this week in 67, and here's our top ten. Number 10. Peaked at number two. It's Donovan and Mellow Yellow. You hear Paul McCartney in there in the chorus. I think he's saying quite rightly or something like that. 
um, well, yeah, those guys were all friends and whatnot, you know, from the British invasion. And I believe Donovan would go with the Beatles later to um, India and study under that Maharishi or whatever he was. Um, coming into the top ten, standing in the shadows of love. I know that's right. The four tops. Detroit's very own. A title so good, even Mellon can't put that in one of his songs. Uh, talking about standing in the shadows of love. I guess it feels awfully alone. That's pretty cool. But for also coming into the top ten, um, Words of Love from the Mamas and the Papas. If you want a really good behind the music, and I still watch them to this day, even though I'm not necessarily Mamas and Papas crazy, that one was a good one in the sense that, um, you know, the drama that unfolded with the four of them. Uh, it was a good one. Seven, good thing from Paul Revere and the Raiders. Um, all I can hear is, you'll have a good thing or something like that. I think that's uh, <laughs> that one. Um, nice little dynamic here between uh, six and five. Six actually peaked at number four. It's Sinatra and That's Life, which it is. Five is his daughter, Nancy Sinatra, with uh, Shoop, 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 Sugar Town. I don't think it's ever happened. I'm, it may have happened before with back-to-back -back artists being related, just not as much in 67. Uh, four. Four is a forward number one called Winchester Cathedral. I could barely write that without laughing, let alone trying to speak it to you right now. Same thing with Snoopy and the Red Baron, which is number two, which well, I'll get to in a second. But three is Tell It Like It Is. Yes, sir. And Aaron Neville did just that in that great song. Um, many of us know Hart's great cover of it in 80. 81, which also hit the top 10. But yeah, it's another one of those where my mom was like, oh, no, no, son. This is how it initially goes. <laughs> but both versions are, are great. <sighs> Dog hair. Two, as I said, Snoopy versus the Red Baron, I think it's called. I don't even remember the group name of uh, this song or Winchester Cathedral. I just figured that they're one-hit wonders and um, they're more than likely not still together to this day. But, you know, life can surprise us. However, holding on to number one, believe it or not, it's I'm a Believer by The Monkees. The Monkees have the number one album also called The Monkees. Now, like I said, there's a strange dynamic here because... I'm a Believer is not on the Monkees album. It's on their next album, which was called More of the Monkees, which actually knocked the Monkees album from number one. That didn't happen a lot back then either. Uh, if you were able to knock yourself from the number one album spot. Um, Song-wise... It was more frequent, but not much more. The Beatles did it. Um, Boys to Men would do it later on in the 90s. <laughs> but 
um, knocking yourself from the top album spot is even rarer than that. To this day, I, I, I think the Beatles may have done this before then as well. In fact, I'm almost certain of it. Um, Nelly did back in the 2000s. Uh, Future did it just a couple of years ago. That's how scarce this is to knock yourself from the number one album spot. Um, what the big deal with that was, was that more of the monkeys, according to the behind the music on them, uh, I think it was Torque that said that um, the more of the monkeys album, which again, I'm a believer is on, was released without the band's consent. And so you're thinking, well, hey, well, that's what you got lawyers for. You can sue them and all this and that. Um, they never did. They they should have. I guess they could have. But um, Kirshner, I guess, had a firm hold, if you will. Don Kirshner, whom many of us know later from Don Kirshner's rock concert and all this and that, um, <clears throat> was doing uh, the whole... I'm in control type of thing and and all and all of that. And I guess had the right and the say so to release whatever he wanted of the monkeys without their consent, without their say so, without their permission on down the line. Now, many of us know that Neil Diamond wrote I'm a believer, and I guess uh, because I always thought he may have wrote wrote it for the band, but no. He actually did it first. Monkeys found out about it and covered it. Let it hit number one and all that. Neil, to his credit, would release two more versions of it later on down the line on two different albums. Neil actually plays acoustic guitar on the Monkeys track. And I didn't even know that until I looked it up. No, in fact, no Monkeys played any instrument on that song. I looked it up. Uh, Mickey, the only monkey remaining, as many of us know, um, is the lead vocalist on it. And a couple of the other monkeys uh, sing backup. But the instrumental parts were done by like many other people, uh, basically. So that was that. And it worked because monkeys, I and I believe it's their I want to say it's their first number one uh no 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 um last train to Clarksville hit number one before that and I know that's on the monkeys album not more of the monkeys but the monkeys the self-titled debut album of theirs the number one album but the number one song from the monkeys is not on that album I was trying to think of the best way to put that, and I couldn't. So we'll try better for uh, tomorrow when we do the 80s countdown or whichever one may come to mind. Uh, if you have requests, uh, as I said, we still take requests. Anything you want to hear, or um, hear, hey, how about the top 10 when my daughter was born, or whatever? We do take requests, we answer all requests. And we will be glad to do that for you. Um, donations are also accepted if you're able to. We're not talking about a million dollars here. Just whatever you feel like um, giving. Um, that's through our cash app, 
dollar sign E style Hinton. No pressure, no rush, nothing like that. If you want to, you want to. If you don't, you don't. But either way, we will be back to you tomorrow with an 80s countdown or maybe even more. Just tune in and see. Thank you all for listening. I am the E-Style. We will catch you tomorrow. Until then, of course, as always, put your hair up and square up. We'll see you tomorrow.